What's up, everybody? Jay Miller here, back again with another Productivity in Tech podcast. I hope that this month has been absolutely wonderful for you, and I hope that the conversation that I'm about to have will only keep that motivation and that momentum going forward. I am talking with someone that this is the first time I've actually gotten to talk to them, like over over like voice and everything but i've been i feel like i know this person really well it is the uh second person from the coolest nerds in the room uh podcast one of my personal favorites that i've had the privilege to interview it is none other than the wonderful the delightful and the totally badass steph from twitter fame of info steph (laughs) How are you doing today? I, I, I was I was on a roll and I screwed up that intro so bad, but that's okay. We're gonna roll with it. I'm good. I'm good. That was a bit, I, it was a nice intro. <laughs> I wanted it to stop, so that I'm glad it stopped. <laughs> well, do us all a favor, and I will let you take over the introductions. Tell uh, the audience a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got into this whole tech thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a security professional. I work currently for a security company that does multi-factor authentication. Um, and I, my claim to fame is, I guess, bringing positivity to the Twitter space, especially the information security space. So from time to time, you'll see that I post uh, affirmations, which is, was really, really popular <laughs> last year. Um, and I was doing them way more consistently than I do now. But um, just being candid, honest, open, um, speaking for people who are afraid to speak up about certain things. I think that that's all a part of my quote unquote brand. Um, but yeah, my how I got into this industry is really random. But um, it was just, you know, standard changing majors in, in, in college and, and sticking with it sticking with the new major. Um, and that's kind of how I ended up here through a series of unfortunate events, <laughs> but here nonetheless, but that's like the long and short of it. You said like unfortunate events. Uh, I, I will say, what was, what was the major that you were doing before? Uh, and then I, I, I don't even want to dwell on the past. <laughs> we'll just keep moving forward from there. I was a print journalism major. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know how many jobs like that. Exactly. Exactly. I woke up and I was like, oh, this is my third year. I'm about to graduate in one more year, but I don't think I'll be making any money. I have a lot of student loans. I'm going to need to change (laughs) before I go out into the real world. That was kind of where I was at. Plus, I hated it. Honestly, it I've been a writer my entire life and I've enjoyed writing, but um, journalism type writing is just doesn't allow you to be imaginative enough and it doesn't allow you to have or maintain control on how you write and the way that you write. So um, it wasn't for me anyway. And then also prying into people's lives, you know, just to get a story didn't sit right with me either. Yeah, I I think now that there are so many ways to get your thoughts and opinions out on the internet, which will probably bring me to my next question about podcasting, but um, it's, I I don't want to say that like print journalism is, isn't as important anymore, because I do think it has a really wonderful place and there are still like those publications that when I see that, you know, in the title, I'm like, oh, okay. They actually took their time to think about this before they started shouting at the, at the world, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. But speaking of, of shouting at the world, I mean, you're on a podcast right now and you have another, you have a podcast that you do every single week, right? Right. Correct. 
I had to stop and think for a second. I was like, wait a minute, what day is it? Okay, I, man, the the Rona has messed up my sense of time. Like, I don't know how many days have gone by since anything. No, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, Coolest Nerds in the Room. Yeah, um, Coolest Nerds in the Room is the brainchild of uh, my co-host Reggie and I, and Essentially, we wanted to get our voices out there um, in a different way and then also represent um, underrepresented groups. And um, we didn't want to be the standard technical podcast where you sit there and you discuss really technical topics and um, show off your, you know, your knowledge uh, because we felt like that was already out there. Um, but we didn't want to go the mainstream route of just talking about whatever, like, um culture pop culture or something like that either so we kind of had great conversation um as friends and thought that it would be cool to figure out another way to put our voice out there um in a longer format than you know just twitter or instagram or anything like that um and we landed on podcasting um so our podcast in particular is about it's about a lot of different things which is probably why uh, reggie and i's interpretation of what it's about it will be a little bit different but it's just about two nerds who are exploring life and are very curious people and love to have conversation so a lot of our podcast is pretty happy hour you know it's like after work you come to the the bar and you're with your coworkers and you're just talking about things that have happened or the things going on in your life, or your hopes and dreams, depending on how much you've had to drink. So it's kind of inspired by that whole vibe. And um, we like to have crazy conversation, dope conversation, pick people's brains, um, figure out what other people like to nerd out about, talk about it. Um, so it's really like a really, <laughs> a really interesting way of expression and a really cool way to um, share your voice without... <laughs> without having to commit necessarily to any one thing like we could have easily been like a tech podcast talked about tech stuff but then we wouldn't have been able to honor the different portions of us um, which is bigger than just the tech that we do for either fun or for um, our careers um, so yeah I think it's it's pretty broad what we talk about but we've talked about anxiety paralysis and we've talked about burnout and we've talked about office politics so we cover a lot of different topics and sometimes we have guests on to nerd out like you will be on our show <laughs> in the future as well. One of these days. One of these days. So <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's the long and the short of it. <laughs> you know, one of the things that surprised me about the show, and I think this is why I really like authentically enjoy listening to um, coolest nerds in the room is that it is two people in the tech space not really talking about tech like sometimes it comes up organically but it's you know everything that i do um talking about me um ha evolves around the fact that i am in the tech space whether it's you know my the business that i run helping other developers um whether it's you know my day job where i'm bringing programming to the marketing side of, you know, big business and stuff, or, you know, whether it's me getting on this podcast and talking to other developers. And I remember the original idea for productivity in tech as a podcast was like, I just want to talk to cool people that are doing something with tech, but even if they're not necessarily in it. And over time, I just couldn't sustain like, finding people i was like i want to find such unique people and i did for like six months and then i was like this is hard i don't want to do this anymore i'm just going to talk to my community and my community just happens to be a bunch of developers but it is it is so refreshing to see like two people that have plenty of tech topics to talk about be like you know what let's let's talk about like anxiety you know with working from home or let's talk about like the whole dating saga like <laughs> yeah. that has happened on the show i'm just like like where's my popcorn I'm, I'm, I'm listening i'm i mean i've been i've been married for seven years at this point i'm just like i don't even know what, what is dating anymore how does that work right <laughs> so 
it is it's just super refreshing to see that like oh wow two people that are both in tech can sit down and have a conversation and it doesn't have to talk about computers apple windows all that stuff yeah um and that was the the goal like when we sat down and had our first like i guess meeting talking about different things we did want to you know, do other things. My own philosophy personally, um, especially considering like how some of my career went is that I didn't want my whole life to be work, like my nine to five. I wanted it to be um, a balance. So if I was going to do something tech leaning outside of work, then I wanted it to be for fun. Um, And the reason for that was that work was my entire life. And then I had really massive burnout um, infused with office politics and just a whole bunch of, um, corporate drama. And I was miserable and, you know, crying on the way to work, crying on the way home and things like that. So, uh, after that year, um, when I got a new job, uh, I decided that I wanted to do things in tech outside of work that were fun, that I enjoyed. Um, whether that be studying something just that I want to do just because I want to, or going to conferences, or doing things like a podcast, or um, any opportunity really that just sounded like a chance to grow and learn, um, I definitely prioritized that last year. And so the podcast is a version of that. And I think over overall, it has helped me be a more well-rounded human being. Um, and that's why I think we want to take the time to talk about the things that affect tech people, um, and talk about the things that you know, come up in a tech person's life and also just the fact that people behind computers are still people and they're layered and they have different interests and not all of them are tech leaning. You know, some of them might flirt with tech. Some of them might not ever even touch tech. You know, we've had people come on the show, talk about space and um, life force and airplanes and things like that. And these are people whose tech tech is their nine to five. Um, So yeah, that's, I'm glad that, <laughs> thank you for saying that, because I'm glad that the goal seems to be achieved <laughs> in that end. I, I will definitely say the last, like, three guests that you've had on um, have all just been, like, just mind-blowingly awesome. <laughs> um, like, the fake vegan was an episode. I was just like, you know what? Like, this is really cool. Like, this is this is, like... <laughs> one of those moments of getting to actually talk to someone and being like wow this is this is a good conversation <laughs> like like it, it gives you that fly on the wall feeling that i think podcasts initially were were set up to be right um a lot of the a lot of the podcasts that i listen to on a regular basis i have that feeling as if it's like i'm in the room and even if i could talk and y'all could hear me like I wouldn't want to because I just want to enjoy the conversation. Like I said, half the time I'm just like, "Oh, where's my popcorn? Hold on, let me let me just <laughs> right. and just absorb this." Yeah, I think that's amazing. I think I never even thought of it like that, but that's true. The podcast that I listen to religiously, regardless of what the title looks like, is like that, where there are two people having a conversation that I can imagine either having with friends or that I am just enjoying hearing like two different perspectives from mine um so yeah that's what that's actually very and thank you for saying that as well we try to we try to bring on people who are nerds of all kinds and and i know there's like this trope that nerds can only be academic or they can only be um interested in in tech or or video games or you know things like that but you can be a nerd of literally anything um you can be a makeup nerd you can be a um, vegan nerd you can be a an animal nerd like there's so many different things that you can just be obsessed about learning as much as you possibly can about that thing and I think that you know um, conversations like the one with uh, Katie the fake vegan are really important to just like from a health perspective too and just like getting exposure to different um, information because you never know what you consume that might trigger a thought or an action that will occur like later on in life. Like so many choices that we make are at, like a, just a result of being exposed to the same idea over and over. And finally it's the right time and the place and you decide, Hey, I'm going to go forward with this. So being a part of that <laughs> is, is the goal. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, you've enjoyed those conversations. They're definitely the last three are definitely very different from each other as well. 
I've got a pitch for you if you ever uh, want to like send this idea to Spotify or Wondery or one of those big podcast companies. You could just call it the Blanking Nerd <laughs> and just collection of interviews with people that are outside of the normal definition of what nerding is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, and that is something that is important anyway because the term nerd means something one way and i think my experience in the in in this industry has taught me that some of some of these stereotypes really matter to people like it it really is important that nerds look a certain way act a certain way get certain references um and that is something that and one of my friends would listen to this and laugh but because I always say this but that is something a, a case where a person is taking a definition and projecting onto it um it doesn't make the definition different from what it is and when you look at a definition oftentimes in the show we'll define something and that's more so I was so about to bring that up <laughs> yeah. and that's more so my influence because that's when I get into deb- debates with people about what something means. Oftentimes I will pull up the dictionary in my real life. I will say, okay, let's look up this word and actually see what it means. Right. Because people understand the word based off of whatever they're going through. Not everybody takes the definition for what it is. A lot of times they just attach connotation to it um, without fully understanding it. And so when you actually break a word down, and 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 see the actual definition of a word oftentimes you're realizing that all the extra if it whether it's a positive feeling or a negative feeling or whatever emotion that the word brings up in you oftentimes it is projection it's not actually how the word um is that's not the purpose of the word it's not the meaning of the word you added something to it um so taking the time to kind of like break down nerd and what it is there's nothing that is in the definition that would imply except for things like unattractive or unstylish i think that's in the version of the definition um but that part we don't pay attention to <laughs> just pay attention to the part <laughs> about just like obsessively um looking up information about different things and that doesn't have a subject matter it's, it's not specific to a subject it's not specific to an industry it's very general um so yeah that's my little soapbox so... for today <laughs> Oh, absolutely love it. And and I want to I want to talk about that a little bit. Like one of the things that and again, I know this is two people of color in the tech space talking about something that's not about diversity or inclusivity in tech. It almost always revolves back into that. But one of the things that I struggled with for the longest time was like I grew up in a small white town moved to a slightly larger white town went to a white school was like one of two black people in like a platoon of a hundred people and like culture and identity was a big deal for me even even now like I'm the only you know person of color well no we have a Brazilian um <laughs> kind of forget he's black or he's a person of color, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I am I I always feel like the eyes are on me as the black guy in the room. Mm. And I often hear you talk about like the anxiety and the stress that you get just from whether it's idiots being idiots on the internet, whether it's you know, stress with work, stress with personal life. Do you feel like being able to define the situation, how you so aptly do on the show helps you avoid that like undesired or like slightly confusing stress that comes in from people making their own opinions about what something is? Um, you would think, but no, it actually, it actually does not make it better. Um, because, it makes it better when it comes to me battling my own overthinking and my own thoughts and um, how I feel about particular situations. But it doesn't help when it comes to external people because external people also would need to be on the same page in order for that to be effective. And a lot of people, I like to say people are on autopilot. And what I mean by that is um, I think there's a stat uh, granted, it might be changed by now, but it's 95% of what we do is based off of our subconscious mind. <laughs> and um, 
knowing that 95% of our actions are based off of what's happening in our subconscious, you might want to make some efforts to figure out what is going on there. But a lot of people don't. They don't actually acknowledge their subconscious mind. They don't acknowledge that things are happening for reasons that are not so obvious or on the nose. And that means that you're going to have a lot of different conversations with people that are just going to confuse you. And I think I do, the more that I actually figure out about things like that, like making sure that you're taking yourself out of the situation before you react or emote, um, the work that I do doesn't help when the other person hasn't necessarily done the same work. Um, it only helps when it comes to my reaction to them. So if they are just blowing up at me because I just, I said the sky is blue and they're just like yelling at me, cussing me out because I said that, um, I'm able to be like, it's not about me (laughs) at that point. You can't be that mad that I said the sky is blue. It's a fact. So (laughs) there's something else going on that I'm not privy to and that you don't care about, um, because you're making it about me when it's about you. So I would say that just like it helps with understanding, but it doesn't always seem fair um, when you understand. Uh, I would say that there's a reason why there's a saying that ignorance is bliss, <laughs> because the less you know, um, the less processing you have to do to fight off natural instincts um, to either react or, or, yeah, to react in certain situations like you normally would. Um, there's a lot of holding myself back and talking myself down that I have to do, which takes a lot of work and can be exhausting. So I would say, uh, I guess today I'm feeling a little bit more pessimistic about, about it. <laughs> um, but sometimes it's refreshing when you learn something new about yourself and you're, you're diving deeper into yourself and, and your exploration and how you react to certain things, what triggers you. Um, and when you have close friends, like I have many close friends, you're able to use language that is different. So my friend, my friendships are a little bit deeper because we're able to talk about things under the surface. And um, that's both because of me as a person and what my interests are right now. But also, I think all my friends are on the same level of questioning and trying to figure out what the heck is going on in life and where do we fit into that and why do people affect us the way that they do and did our parents really screw us up? Like a lot of different questions like that. So it's easier for me to, for me to re, like, if I'm having an argument with someone and I'm like reacting strongly, then a friend will be like, are you triggered in this moment? And I'll be like, I think you did trigger me in this moment. <laughs> Let's break this down. Um, so seems exhausting and seems like the most, but it actually is one of the most rewarding periods of my life because I'm having really transformational conversations with my friends about these things. But the general population, no, it doesn't. It does not help at all. <laughs> oh, I I can definitely uh, resonate with with that feeling of just the the general population has no idea what's going on in my head, and <laughs> right. I I need them to know because they're gonna say something, and I'm not gonna think about it. I'm just gonna look at them and go, "You're stupid, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I I think the, the last question before we jump into the bonus round is um, at the end of the day, like, what was it about being so open about all of these feelings and things like what gave you that courage to not just talk about it with your friends, but to like be down to put it on a podcast and just be like, yeah, let's publish this every week. <laughs> right. Um, a number of things happened. Um, I think that, wow, that's a really, that's a really tough question because I, I think a part of it is uh, my value system. Um, one of my highest values is, is authenticity and just being authentic at all times, as much as I possibly can, honestly. And um, me also not being necessarily ashamed of most of the stuff that I talk about to carry some weight, because I think if I'm not ashamed of it in private, then I should own it in public, right? Um, and if my intentions are pure, then I should have no issue um, 
with standing behind what I said years from now, even if I don't, if I no longer agree with what I, what I said. Um, because as people, if you're doing what you should be doing, you evolve and, um, you learn more. The more that you learn and the more you expose yourself to things, um, your, your situation changes. So at any point in time, I'm, I feel like I'm operating off of what I know at this particular time. So in the future, should somebody come and say, well, you said this on this podcast, I can either say, yeah, I, I can double down and say, yeah, I totally agree with what I stand by what I said. I'd say it again. Or I could say I have new information now, so um, I'd like to change it. So that is one of the things that contributes to the fearlessness, obviously, also my career and where I'm at. (laughs) And um, the stuff that I've learned, I feel very confident that my skills and abilities uh, speak for themselves. My reputation speaks for itself. Um, What I've done and who I've worked with, um, they can speak for me as well. So I feel confident that I'll be okay. Um, I also don't think I have problematic thoughts and I don't think that I'm above reproach. So if somebody has an issue, we can talk about it. And if I feel like, if I feel convicted that I'm wrong, then, you know, I, I have no issue with saying sorry. But the most important reason why I wanted to get on a platform and be more candid is because a lot of my career, probably the first five years of my career, I so badly wanted um, to hear voices of people like me um, who are in similar situations, and I didn't have that. And then I started to get involved in the online InfoSec community, and I started to get involved on Twitter and going to different conferences and meeting people. And I just found that, like, in general, my career... I've just been the type of person that just speaks what's on her mind. I ask the questions and I speak what's on my mind. And that's kind of how I've been naturally. And so I notice when I do speak my mind, there's like several people that agree with me, but they just didn't have the confidence to say anything. So I've taken it upon myself then to be the person that always speaks her mind because I'm speaking for someone out there, even if it's, you know, one person, there's someone who agrees with me or is asking the same questions I want to ask. Um, so mostly for that individual that, that wants to feel seen or heard, I'm just hoping that I'm able to provide some sense of that if possible. So, (laughs) you know, and, and you're able to weave, you know, feelings and and emotions and, and just life in with, you know, career goals with, just being able to sit down and, and chat with one of your friends um, and and make it not all about that situation. Like I, one of the things I love is that you could just be like, you know what? I genuinely just wasn't feeling it that day. So it did not happen. And I'm like, Ooh, that, I like that. <laughs> there are many times I've wanted to say that. And it just, it has never come up like that. So, uh, but then you know, and then like you said, also the the idea of being 100% authentic. We talked a little bit about it before uh, the show, uh, talking about like the whole idea of like code switching and things like that. Um, as as transparent as you are with uh, with your goal setting and where you see yourself, not just in your career, but in your personal life, like I feel like that's something that if you had to do things like that in the past, that's not something that you think about at the moment that you, you allow yourself to be your authentic self and not let that prevent you from getting anything that you are trying to, uh, to uh, attain. Right. Because I realized that if I sell out um, in that way, that I'm not going to actually be happy. So the logic behind it is if you don't like me as I am, it wouldn't have been a fit anyway for any opportunity that you would po- possibly bring my my in my direction. Um, and even if I could do whatever it is that you that I would be doing with you, um, I wouldn't be happy while doing it. And it would cause. So I'm an introvert already in an extroverted world, and it's already exhausting to pretend as if I'm an extrovert for the the comfort of others um, or just to get things done. Um, talk less of being a different person entirely or or saying that I agree with something that I don't agree with 
or standing behind something work or, or a, a viewpoint that I don't agree with. I think it's just, I'm happier being authentic. Um, there are some people who don't need to be authentic to live, to live life. You know, they're completely fine with doing whatever they need to do to get where they need to get. Um, and unfortunately, or fortunately, depend on what, how you look at it. I'm not one of those people. I'm happiest when I'm myself, even when people don't like me and kind of move on and they're just kind of like, yeah, she's just annoying or whatever negative thing they have to say about me. Um, at the end of the day, I'm okay because even if it stings, I'm like, well, I mean, at least I can say that they don't like me because I was being myself. Um, it would be different if they didn't like me and I was pretending to be someone else. Um, and above all, I know these are lengthy responses, <laughs> but above all, um, there was a drug dealer in, um, when I was on, I was at a bachelorette weekend in New Orleans and we were in Popeye's, which is very funny sentence. And there was a drug dealer that was sitting around. We were talking about something. I was talking about a friend of mine and her situation. And, and I was frustrated because I was trying to give advice and about like different things. And the drug dealer was like over, like listening in. And then he came over and he was like, you know, I have something to say about, you know, the deal with your friend. And I was like, why are you listening to my conversation? <laughs> that is strange, sir. And he's just kind of like, you know, I know, I know, but I, I just want to tell you this because I think it'll help you like tell her that and it'll probably help you understand too. And he said, you're either at war with yourself and at peace with the world or you're at peace with yourself and at war with the world. And you just mm -hmm. have to pick which one you're comfortable with and, and move on. And that was like a huge validating moment for me. So, you know, thank you to that drug dealer. Never thought I would have to say those <laughs> words, but because um, right after that, he went to go sell on the block. So I feel like it was a very interesting time. Um, but I've carried that since that moment in saying that I'd rather be at peace with myself and at war with the world because the person, the only person I have to be around all the time is myself. And I'm already a chronic overthinker. <laughs> so I'd rather be at peace with who I am and who I'm trying to be and what my intentions are than to fake the funk for everyone else and then come home and like my whole mind is in like disarray and it's just chaotic and I don't feel like I'm myself and I don't know who I am and everyone else is pushing the buttons and holding the puppet strings and I'm just like dancing for everyone. It's just not for me personally, that's just not my thing. So in, in that regards, let's, let's end it with with this last question um who is info stuff like like at the end of the day if someone came to you and said like i want to know who you are like kind of like how y'all you always ask each other like what did you do to be the coolest nerd nerd, nerd this week yeah i want to know like who are you uh, as not in tech, not in podcasting, but who are you? That is a loaded question. Um, but for the sake of just answering, because um, I'll, I'll just preface to say that I'm very layered. You know, I've been called an onion. So very layered person. But for the sake of just answering the question, I would say that I am a genuine soul looking to connect, understand herself better, learn, grow, and provide as much help as I possibly can while I am alive. That is who Steph is. Dang, I should have used that for the intro. <laughs> just, leave it, just leave it there. There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have enjoyed this conversation and we're about to flip it on its head. So um, to everyone that's been listening and hearing this um, stories of a drug dealer at a at a Popeye's in Louisiana, like that was the blackest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but uh, for everyone that's been been listening and, and enjoying this, um, please uh, do me a favor. One, go check out Coolest Nerds in the Room because I'm telling you, you'll, you will feel like that fly on the wall. You will absolutely enjoy it. And if you're not yet, please go follow um, Steph 
and um, her rules, not mine, but also mine. Don't be rude. <laughs> like only only nice people on the internet, please. Um, but also, uh, if you want to hear Steph ask me whatever question she has for me coming up in a few minutes, then I'm gonna need you to send me a DM on Twitter at KJY Miller saying, hey, please send me an invite to the Slack channel. That is the only way you are getting access to this conversation. There are about 60 people in there right now that are going to already have access to this. And I know that they're going to enjoy it. And if you want to be number you know, 63 or whatever, then you need to send me a DM. It's not open to everybody. I'm going to vet you. So just know if you're if you're acting stupid on the internet and you send me this dm i'm just i'm gonna give you a fake link somewhere <laughs> so uh, that that is my psa and and of course steph thank you so much for for being on the show i i've really enjoyed the conversation absolutely thank you for having me this is this is great and um i i really enjoy what you're doing here and i think it's great work and um yeah i'm excited to hear it back <laughs> Hey, it, it, it will be happening. Absolutely. <laughs> Let everybody know how they can get in touch with you if they want to. Absolutely. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Steph and Sec, um, which is Steph like Stephanie and A-N-D, Sec, S-E-C. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Steph and Sec or Steph Secures. Um, you can visit my website, which is StephanSec.com. Um, or email me at stephansec at gmail.com. Very consistent there. <laughs> and um, every week, typically, we're on hiatus until June, but every week after that, we release a podcast. We have about 50 episodes up now. So if you're looking for something to listen to, we definitely make great listening material, as Jay said. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's pretty much the gist. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show. And thank you to everyone that's listening. Um, I'm going to leave you the same way I always do. A big thank you to Nadira Mawali for the use of his music for the intro and outro. A hustler in spite of myself. Um, but also thank you for listening and being a part of the Pit family. If you want to help the show out in any way, too bad. You kind of can't right now because we're not doing Patreons or any of that stuff. Um, Pitt is the public reaching arm of my business productivity in tech, where I help developers and people in tech market their ideas and not just on paper and not just on Twitter, but also through podcasting and through video and audio editing. So if that applies to you, you can hit me up at info at productivity Other than that, just enjoy the content. Don't worry about rating or reviewing or all those good things. Just listen and hopefully learn something. So for myself and Steph and Productivity in Tech, I am Jay Miller and I hope for at least a little bit we've been productive. Everybody have a great day and on to the after show. Steph, are you ready for the after show? I am. I'm ready. Are you ready? Oh, no, I am. I'm probably <laughs> not ready. But here's here are the rules. There are none. Uh, <laughs> as long or as as many or as few questions as you have for me, as little or as long as you want us to go. Um, you are now the boss. This is now your show. I am your guest at your mercy. Um, from this point on, the show is yours. This is very, very, um, a very cool idea, um, by the way. I think this is, this is great. Um, I, you told me at the beginning of the show that this would happen, and I was trying to figure out what direction I was going to go in. And I think I'm going to go um, along the lines of just what I like to talk to people about in general. Um, so uh, you heard me talk about autopilot um, when you interviewed me. I would like to ask, like, on the scale of I'm completely an autopilot and I'm completely conscious, where would you put yourself? Are you asking, like, right now? Yeah. Like, in this conversation? Um, in this conversation, I have this Zoom meeting up. I don't have any other distractions. 
I have been listening and... Oh, no, I mean, like, uh, in life. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good, good. I, I was going to say, because, I mean, if we're talking, like, for the last hour, I've, I've, you've had my attention. <laughs> um, in life, you know, honestly, I, I don't think I'm on autopilot, but I feel like, I feel as, like, you ever been, like, in a plane and they're like, all right, there's a plane in front of us. We're waiting for it to land. So we're just going to fly around in circles for yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I'm in that kind of state right now where like, I'm still having to actively do stuff, mm. but at the same time, I'm not really getting anywhere with it, which is kind of annoying. But, um, you know, sometimes you have to do those things before you can get to whatever is next. Yeah. I think that that's a very good point and something that I would like to double tap on like my coworkers would say um i think that that's that's where a lot of people tend to be um in this particular state like do you enjoy it are you just kind of like dealing with it just because is it like weighing on your mood like how does that show up in your life normally like just being in that uh, position <laughs> it has been very very stressful Mm. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing, I mean, I've, it's been great listening to you talk about some of like the mental health journey that you've had, because two years ago I had, I started going through that same journey. So, uh, for me, a lot of my value, you know, just growing up as that kid whose parents were like, oh, you got to work twice as hard to get half as far and all that stuff. Like I always strived for success. I had to be the first at everything. I have to be the first. Like the job that I'm in now, I'm arguing with them to basically create a new department that I am the head of. Like it is, it is a sheer like, I don't want to do this thing the way that you're telling me to. So put me in charge. of the situation and you will still get the results that you want but they will be done my way right and yeah i don't i don't know how that's working right now so far it's not really but um i think in this time it's it's so valuable because you can do a lot in that in-between time yeah you know i it's so weird that, you know, I've been programming for six years at this point. I now have two Python packages out on like the Python package index that I am the sole maintainer of. And I have never held a tech. I've never held a developer job. All of my jobs have been like system administrator or like e-commerce specialists. And I've always tried to sprinkle development in where I could, but then I have this whole other community that's like, hey, he's going to developer conferences and speaking. And, you know, I started a business working with developers so I could network myself with people that could hopefully land me a job as a developer. Oh, like, okay. there, there's so many opportunities that I've created for myself because every time that I have tried to, you know, hope that the world would notice no one saw so it was like well screw y'all if if y'all aren't gonna take the opportunity to to watch me shine i'm just gonna shine even brighter right and when y'all turn around and look you're like dang how do you get so bright i'll be like i've been here the whole time (laughs) you're just now paying attention catch up (laughs) yeah okay i really do uh i really do identify with that in terms of like making your own um way and your own path and and if people don't want to give you the opportunity in the traditional path then you kind of have to break outside of that so being a developer is that your goal i don't really i i would have said maybe like three weeks ago i probably would have said yes but i think at this point um (laughs) i was telling a friend this last week shout out to jason he will actually be one of the people that hears this um (laughs) I want to be like the Donald Glover or Janelle Monet of the tech space. Wow. Like, I don't, I don't want someone to be like, Oh, he's a developer. I want someone to be like, he's Jay. I don't know what he does, but if you <laughs> ask him, he will tell you. And if he can help you, he probably will. Right. Um, I, I think that labeling myself as a developer, like I have, I have family that, 
works in Detroit out of Motown Studios, like not as an employee of Motown Studios, like they own former Motown Studio properties. Wow. Like I have, you know, I grew up listening to music. I grew up, you know, doing drama with, you know, my aunt and like her little, like her theater group and, and all of those things. And I, I have so many passions. I'm an avid bowler, which is just weird. <laughs> and I love karaoke. And I, I love taking all of those things and finding weird ways to just sprinkle them all about my life, both professionally and non-professionally. And the more and more that I try to identify as one particular thing, I start to notice that all of those other things that I like to do or that I want to do start to be hindered by, oh, well, you know, you can't you can't go to league night, you know, at the bowling alley every week because there's a meetup on the same night. And that's where you're going to market yourself to like get a corporate job as a software engineer. And it's like, no, nah, I want to go bowling. I'm going to go bowling. Like, <laughs> right. Y'all can change y'all's meeting days or <laughs> I can just not participate. I'm going to go bowling. Y'all have fun. <laughs> I like that you you prioritize, you know, things that make you happy over the grind of like networking. Um, and I, the reason why I like that is because it's more realistic. <laughs> I feel like um, there's a lot of people on Twitter uh, or just in general who are like, grind till you die, grind till you die. Don't sleep till you're dead. Like a whole bunch of oh, like, <laughs> yeah, everything for networking, everything for the money kind of mentality. And while that sounds noble, I, I kind of think it's like more of an ego story than anything. Um, so when, when I am in, when I'm with people who prioritize like the entirety of themselves, instead of just focusing, hyper-focusing on the part that's going to get them the most materialistic reward, um, it's refreshing because I find myself to be one of those people as well. Um, <laughs> I'm very balanced. I try to have my cake and eat it too in all areas of my life. Um, I don't always win in that regard, but. I think it's definitely important to do that. So it's really cool that you're like, these are the things I love. And if there's a meetup during the time where I can do this, um, I'm not going to uh, basically ignore one aspect of myself and my happiness just so that I can keep pretending as if I'm doing something more in this other aspect. Um, so I, I think that's really, really dope. A really cool uh, perspective for sure. And I hope that your listeners are listening to that and that you don't have to make the grind your whole life. Um, even a lot of people who are very successful have other um, things that they do that help balance their, you know, themselves mentally, but just emotionally and just make their lives more well-rounded. Um I think that the people that are like grind till you die don't actually do that. I think they just know that it sounds nice and a, a, a large part, a portion of the population enjoys uh, messaging that makes them hate themselves. So I feel like that's what makes them popular. Um, and I, I, I think at the end of the day, like people are on Twitter trying to get like that oh check out my six-figure business that i operate from the beach like like, like that whole like ty ty lopez kind of yeah idea like and it's in, in my mind it's like i i used to want to do that like i used to i used to want to like swallow everything that gary v was was regurgitating and all that stuff and right I, I literally got to the point where my body would start to shut down. Like a, a few years back, I had my license like suspended because I would get to the point where I would be under so much stress that I just black out oh, and like wow. blackout collapse. Like in the middle of a restaurant, this happened, we were laughing and like basically I had like it from what they're calling. It was like basically what happens when you have a seizure minus like the brain damage. Wow. And it was literally just my body being like, we're going to reboot now. <laughs> and during that time, I had to one, I had to realize, yo, my feet are still good. I can walk. But like outside of that, that it was, you know, they say like that whole life is too short thing. It was like life is really, really long. <laughs> like if you think about it, I could black out for seven seconds and it could put an entire table into panic. Right. In seven seconds. Like imagine what I could do in a day like imagine all the things i could do and like there is so much hustle but at the same time 
if people are so caught up with just that one aspect of themselves, they lose sight of that, of like, I can I can be into video games and also be into podcasting. Right. If I want, I could do a video game podcast. <laughs> right. If, if, you know, if I want to get it, be into bowling, I can say, you know what, Tuesday nights, whenever we're not on lockdown, I don't do anything other than go to the bowling alley. And I have my friends that are at the bowling alley that don't know about my friends on the internet. And honestly, they don't ever have to meet each other. They can if they want to, but they don't have to. Right. And when, when I made that realization, I started to enjoy the moments as I was in them, not necessarily stress about what was coming up or what I had or the opportunities I had missed. And I think that that, is important because uh, the reason why I have my philosophy is because of, you know, when you talk to older people, there are regrets there sometimes. Like, I wish I would have enjoyed life more. I wish I would have been more balanced. I worked too hard or I didn't prioritize my family and things like that. And I just got scared of that and just wanted to avoid that and make sure that at any moment that I'm doing what I truly want to do as far as I, I know. So I think that's a definitely a really great point or a really great way of looking at it and um also being more realistic like you said your body because if you don't sit down your body is going to make you <laughs> like that is like mm-hmm. its last line of defense it's like oh okay well you don't want to rest all right well we're we're gonna rest right here right now <laughs> for seven seconds <laughs> and, and you can't do anything about it because we're just gonna shut down um and and that's frankly scary i mean i don't know how you felt so after that that kicked off like a because uh, um, that would definitely kick off a, a whole moment for me. <laughs> Passing out in strange places is just like a, a fear of mine. So um, that shaped, because you said two years ago, you went through your own thing that kind of shaped the rest of your life. So that was one of them or was that the event? I mean, that was that was probably a big thing. I mean, it was it was interesting because around the time that uh, my daughter was born. We literally got home from the hospital and I got a letter from the DMV sitting in the mail saying my license has been suspended. And it's like, uh, I still got to go get diapers. <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> and on top of that, it's like, I'm having to go to cardiology appointments, get, you know, EKGs, not EKGs, but yeah, I think it actually is an EKG, but all those things are like, like check your heart and everything else. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm walking everywhere and I'm like carpooling with friends at work and stuff. And wow. I'm in that time. It was like, normally my brain would be on like high, like, you know, 90 miles an hour. How do I do this? How do I do this? How do I get that developer job? How do I grow the podcast? How do I promote myself on social media better? How do I do all these things that are just going to make me a, a better or more desirable developer or whatever. And then in that time, it was just like, I kind of thought about all that stuff. And it was like, is it really that important? And uh, I had I had an interview with, with someone and the interview actually never aired. I didn't publish it. It wasn't even a bad interview. Like it was a great interview. I still have it saved like in my audio files because it was this guy who had gotten like VC funding and all this stuff that was like, oh, well, if you want to do this, you're going to need to like niche down and and do all these things. And this is how like your your vision is muddied and people aren't going to be able to to know what you do and all this stuff. And at the end, I was like, but the thing is, I don't care, though. (laughs) So so for me, it's like I'm I'm cool with working with the people that I like my business. I work with the people that I want to work with. And the people I don't want to work with, I charge them five times more. And it's <laughs> it's perfectly fine. They don't they don't like it. They don't hire me. And then I'm happy. I can go bowling. Right. So it's it's cool. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, you're probably right that I should focus down and focus on my branding. My branding is I'm the black dude with the wild hair. Like that is that is basically what my branding is now. And other than that, if people want to get to know like who I am, all they got to do is ask. Right. They don't like 
I don't necessarily need to have a blog post defining who I am. And I know that's kind of mean because I just asked you who you were like 20, <laughs> you know, 10 minutes ago. But No, but I mean, that was you. Remember, you said if you want to know, you ask. And that's essentially what you did. So I think that that's like along the same lines there. But yeah, I mean, I think it still makes sense in general. You don't need to do that. You don't need to prove it every five seconds. This is who I am. And even if you wanted to be a different branded person and not be the black guy with the wild hair, you know, you can, you have, you should have the freedom to change you know, if that's what you wanted there. If that's the truest form of you, keeping it going is fine too. Like I think just expression and in any point in time, knowing yourself and owning yourself is really important. Um, in my opinion, anyway, and, and this isn't a blanket statement. There are just people who, like you mentioned Gary Vee earlier, and I cringed because everything that he says is amazing. <laughs> and everything he says makes you think like, oh my God, it's so simple. All I have to do is get off my butt and do something and I'll just be super successful. <laughs> like, that's how you feel. Um, but then you have to recognize that, that not everybody's wired that way. Um, you're not always going to be wired to be Gary V and there's a reason why he's Gary V and you're whoever else you are. So, um, yeah, I think that, I think that that is very interesting. That is definitely very interesting. I have one last question before I let you go. <laughs> and I'm talking like it's my show now. <laughs> it is go. your show. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, you're doing you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now like you were taking over i love it so i think the last question and i'm sitting on like three so i want to but i want to pick the one that's like the most um the one that i think will be the most impactful i guess i would ask um oh okay okay i was i'm gonna ask two but the first one is like should be short um during this quarantine time where we've all been like shut shut in shut down and whatnot um what what version have you been have you been the super uber productive person who's like getting a lot of things done have you been the one that's like depressed in the corner and can barely give a shit about work excuse my language (laughs) can barely give a crap about work enough to 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 you know care to do their job are you up and down? Like, what has your status been during this time? So I, I told Reggie, actually, I think I opened on, on Reggie's episode with this. I said, this is, this is the episode that's not going to tell you that during this quarantine, you have to learn a new language, pick up a new <laughs> hobby and start a new business. But this is also not going to be the the show that tells you you need to sit down and just think about yourself and, and grow and be, be spiritual. Honestly, <laughs> during this time, I have taken the opportunity to call some friends and just be like, yo, can you believe what these dummies are doing right now? <laughs> like, not, not even, not even in the, the way that's like, you know, people are riding in the streets. I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever y'all do. Y'all do y'all as long as y'all don't get me sick. Right. Like, don't, I'm going to focus on me and mine. You <laughs> go be dumb somewhere else. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, I I have been just trying to accept what is going on and just keep going. And and it's like, okay, right now I got to wear a mask if I want to go to the grocery store. Cool. Right. I'll go wear a mask. If if I don't need to go to the grocery store, I don't need to go to the grocery store. That's kind of fine. I don't like talking to people. So <laughs> That's that small talk with the with you know someone ringing up your groceries that is paralyzing for me. Someone be like, "Oh, so how was your day?" And I'm like, "You do not want to know. <laughs> you need to. That is not a question you need to be asked. Right? Really inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> you don't know me like that, but but honestly, I I have been thinking so much about some of the other people out there. I'm lucky that I still have a job. I was also lucky that my day job actually deals with selling like hand sanitizer and disinfectant stuff so wow for us business has been like booming like we've been doing good <laughs> yeah so but at the same time it's like i'm trying to take that time now to think about how this is affecting other people on like the micro level like my mom works in healthcare 
she lives in Georgia. They were like the first state to open back up. And I was just like, how are y'all doing over there? And she's like, our, our, our workload has tripled in the last wow. week. And we can't keep up with it. And I'm just like, I'm trying to think about that. I'm like, how do I, how do I send my mom a hug? <laughs> like I'm right. on the opposite side of the country. I don't know how I can, how do I just give her a hug? How do I call my friends that are like getting laid off or, you know, talking to my friends that are in other countries where, you know, they don't necessarily have some of the same liberties that we have. And ultimately I'm trying to just be kind of that, that light of, hey you know life's gonna be okay like we're gonna get through it a lot of us will get through it not everybody's gonna get through it but a lot of us are gonna get through it and we are just beginning because we're not gonna get back to the way things were we're gonna get back to like half of what things were and then the other half people being broke and the economy is just like i don't even care like I feel so bad for people in Texas right now. I know you are in Texas because I know like <laughs> gas prices like drive everything yeah. out there. So right. like I can only imagine what is going to happen when you have people that are like trying to get back to normalcy and they just can't because you've got all this crippling debt from this happening. And I'm still trying to figure out how I can help with that in some way, shape or form. I even put out a tweet. I was like, look, I heard about the uh, the Ahmad Arbery thing, mm -hmm. and like I know people that live in Brunswick, Georgia, and I was like, look, if if anybody is hiring for like a data workflow specialist or someone that knows that like you need help processing data and figuring out how to do this, and you work in like civil services, hit me up. I I probably can't move, but like I can, <laughs> right? I can donate some time or something. Like I can send a tweet out. Like, how can I be a big help in this time? It's not about me right now. It's not about, you know, what I'm doing. I'm fine. I'm just letting, I'm trying to take this opportunity to help somebody that's not going to be okay. Okay. And in that, and this will be the last question, in in kind of feeling as if right now in, in this time, your purpose is the helper. Um, how do you also take care of yourself while trying to take care of others i think the biggest thing of that is i, I really don't <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. if i'm being honest i don't <laughs> I, I mean that's the thing is i can talk about all this stuff that i'm doing and how i'm enjoying doing it i get home i'm tired <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm exhausted like i forgot how like how much energy kids have like my daughter, she's 19 months old oh, and gosh. she is just like a ball of energy. And she's like, oh, let's just like outside. I'm like, can we please not go outside <laughs> right now? <laughs> I love you, child. I don't want to go outside. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that is so funny. And, but yeah, it's I, I mean, if I'm being honest, how I'm taking care of myself again, I'm going on these walks while I'm talking with friends and talking to people. Okay. Um, I call it my pie mile that I've been doing. Like the route itself is exactly 3.14 miles. So um, wow. I'll take, I'll, I like schedule a call with two of my friends every single week. And, um, I walk with them, you know, I walk with them like that one day. And then one day I take time and I walk by myself and that gives me time to kind of like, just relax, kind of get some, get that woo-saw out and like right. just think about what's what's happening. Right. I think that that's a great, I think that as, you know, I think that's like a twofer because connecting with people that we care about is also kind of taking care of ourselves too, depending on how that reaction, um, how that helps you, whether it's recharging, which you wouldn't do if it wasn't <laughs> or not. Um, or you wouldn't do it on your walks if it wasn't recharging. Um, but, uh, that's awesome. I think I, I've been trying to ask people that because, um, it's for me, it's fluctuated this entire time. Um, but I just find it helpful for ideas and for people to like a reminder. So anyone listening to this to remember that no matter what role you're playing, even if you're playing the person who's like having a spiritual um awakening or you're grinding all day every day or whatever make sure that you take care of yourself in the process so the the one bit of encouragement that i would give is when this is all said and done 
don't don't stop the things that you've been doing. No. Like yeah. if you're unless unless you're just worrying yourself and like just gaining massive amounts of unnecessary weight, <laughs> you know, you can stop that. Like that's <laughs> right. fine. Go ahead and stop that. But like if if you are finding a way to you know, bring bring whatever it is you feel like you need during this time when it's over there's no reason that that has to stop like when i was in the military we would go on deployments and like during like uh, i was a marine we drank a lot i'm sorry like it happens <laughs> but we would go into foreign countries having not drank for like months and wow. they would always tell us like just because alcohol is available to you now doesn't mean you need to make up for the two three months <laughs> that you haven't drank and we were like, hold my beer and watch. Like, it's, it's about to happen. Like, oh, but, but at the same at the same time, like it's kind of that feeling like you have been forced to shift gears and go in some different direction. And if it's a direction that you like going in, find ways to continue moving in that direction, even when this is all said and done, because again i think a lot of a lot of people don't realize how addicted to consumerism that you know at least in america that we are and when your favorite your favorite restaurant your favorite bar your favorite club and all those places they may not open back up and if they don't if that's where you're getting your joy from you're going to have to replace that joy with something else right so you might want to go grab a switch and play some animal crossing or something i don't know <laughs> I, i'm that's not me but everybody else seems to be enjoying it. Like right. when you get back to when you get back to work, like you better spend some time with Tom Nook still, I guess. But yeah, I think that's definitely a valid point. And and to your point, I picked up video games again during this time, and I'm definitely going to be making plans to keep that in my rotation because this is a very very relaxing process. <laughs> so I think that's definitely important. Um, well, that's all the questions that I have personally for today. Um, I think that your your answers were very insightful. And um, yeah, I hope that your listeners got a kick out of this segment or this section of the show. Oh, I'm sure they did. They More than anything, I, I always feel like I owe them something. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, and they know this. They know this about me. Like I always tell them, I'm like, look, I'm thank you for joining this Slack channel and being my, my distant family. I don't got none for y'all. Like <laughs> just talk amongst yourselves, I guess. Right. So I, I used to do this at the end of every show and give it to patrons. Now I do it at the end of every show and just give it away. It's like, here you go. Right. It's for y'all for being so awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. I'm, I'm hoping that they like this one. I think it was good. <laughs> I do too. I think it was good. I'm going to stop my recording there. Okay.